That's right, back again. It's another episode of the Hoop Plug, and it's Ty, one half of the Hoop Plug podcast, here back with you, like we never left, man. And geez, there's a lot. Where has the plug been? What have we been up to? I'm gonna get into all that and more for the check in right here. Keep it locked. It's the Hoop Plug. Plug, I got what you want. I know what you want. I got what you need. I know what you need. I got what you like, I know what you like I got what you love, I am your plug Really on the plug, really on the plug Really on the plug Man, it's been a long time since we've been on wax But it would only be right for me to get back in front of these mics And start with the New York Knicks, man, look there's a lot of storylines going on. Not many about the Knicks. They've really been around the other team in New York, the Brooklyn Nets, but we ain't going to talk about that. New York Knicks. Playoff berth for the first time in a long time. 40-something wins. A season to really be remembered for all those in Knicks land. And it started with the man named Julius Randle. Man, what a run he went on. We know it didn't end the way we wanted to. Him flaming out and... Really looking like Julius Randle of old in the playoffs, but that can't ruin which was a breakout year for Julius Randle, man. And he has done something that Ben Simmons could not do. Both of these guys, oversized power forwards, truly skilled, elite talents, came into the league with enormous expectations. They both had rocky situations where... After impressing early on, their own fan bases turned on them. We know what happened with Ben Simmons flaming out in that playoff series, not shooting in fourth quarters, running away from the free throw line, and damn near getting booed out of Philadelphia. But people are quick to forget what happened with Julius Randle. Came to New York, high expectations, and if I'm going to be frank, really disappointed Disappointed a lot of the Knicks fans. Was a turnover machine. Spun into double teams repeatedly. Looked like the Julius Randle we saw against the Hawks in last year's playoffs. But what was the difference between these two guys? It was in the reaction. It was in how they responded to being shamed by their own franchises. Julius Randle came back in shape. Best shape of his life. With an evolved game. Now he was finding teammates. Most people forget how Knicks faithful treated Julius Randle before the All-Star appearance. Before the second team All-NBA. Before the big bag and the extension. He was getting booed off that floor just like Ben Simmons. So that difference. That big difference between these two guys. Like I said is in how they responded. JR used that fuel. That hatred. To evolve his game, embracing the criticism. While Ben seemingly went the other way, shying away from the big stage. And letting the critics create a rift between him and Philadelphia. Now, I gotta be fair. In Ben's defense, these situations weren't totally the same. Ben had to deal with his own teammates. And the emotional leader of his squad calling him out publicly. And to be honest... I don't know if things would turn out different if Julius Randle had to go through the same. When you got your own coach, Doc Rivers, 
and the team's best player, Joel Embiid, coming at you crazy, it's going to be hard not to feel a certain way. But it's still just crazy how these two guys parallel each other. Um, there's a lot of similarities there. Obviously, we I just acknowledge the differences. But, man, let's get back to the next, all right? What do I like about this year's team? It's going to be the depth, man. This team is deep. There is no clear weakness 1 through 10 on this roster. We talk about full 1 through 10 capable players, and that's the New York Knicks, the 2021 New York Knicks. We know about the starting lineups, the new addition, Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier in the backcourt. But then you got the backcourt depth with Quickly and Derrick Rose, who was really Derrick Rose of old, man. He was really Derrick Rose of old. And we know what the front court's going to do. Julius Randle, it's either going to be Nerlens Noel or Mitch. But you slide one of those guys into the backcourt, and now that's looking straight. But at the four, we got Obi Toppin coming off the bench. Let's see if some of the stuff he did in summer league he can do in the season. He really looked lost in the first half, first three-fourths of the season, to be honest. But you saw in the playoffs, he was probably their most reliable rotation piece. Um, and then at the wing, we know we got R.J. Barrett, our young stud, starting. And then in the backcourt, or off the bench, we got Alec Burks. This guy was underrated beast, especially that first half of the season before he got hurt. He was balling out. He was averaging 20 points those first 20-15 games of the season. So we're going to look to him to get off to a hot start again. But let's move on to the, some of the things that I don't like. And when I think about the Knicks and one of their struggles from last year, it's got to be the offense, man. The offense is going to be improved. We talked about the new pieces. But they're still going to lack that offensive firepower needed to compete and truly compete to win the East, all right? They're not going to be up there with the Hawks, with the Nets in terms of offense, and that's just any Tibbs team, right? They're going to be looking to defend and not turn over the ball. Their priority is not pushing the pace. Their priority is not launching a bunch of threes and really playing a modern NBA game. But that doesn't mean this offense is going to disappoint. They were an efficient bunch, especially when it comes to shooting. A bunch of guys shooting over 40% from three. I know RJ did, Reggie Bullock, even though he's now gone, and Julius Randle. Um, but there were other guys, I believe, in there, too. You're going to have to check me on that or not. Just believe it. What I say is law. But, yeah, man, when I think about this offense, if Kemba is not surprisingly good, this offense can't be past mediocre. And that's – I don't see a way around that outside of additions, a super shakeup. Or Emmanuel quickly becoming Allen Iverson. Um, so there is a ceiling to what this team can be in offense, but we know the defense is going to be good. What do I expect to see from R.J. Barrett? This is Knicks fans' favorite player to watch because even if you know there's going to be a ceiling to what these Knicks do this year, you're still watching. You're still hooked because you want to see, okay, what can quickly do? What can RJ do? How do they grow? How do they evolve? And how do they get better? RJ, we've got a major leap from him last year, right? Shooting efficiency went up. Three-point shooting went up. 
Still needs to get better at finishing around the basket, even though he has no problem getting there. What I'm looking for is can he be that Chris Middleton type fourth quarter secondary scorer? And when I say secondary scorer and Middleton type, sometimes that switches to first <laughs> first option. Because you know how Giannis was looking in the half court setting, which is fourth quarter basketball. That's really where he struggled. It was Middleton taking over. It was Middleton getting hot in those situations and leading them to victories. So I'm saying, can RJ do that? When Julius Randle's getting doubled, when Kemba doesn't have it going, can RJ be the one filling it up in the fourth quarter? That's what I'm looking for. He's been pretty clutch to this point. We just need him to continue on that. Another test for him is going to be on the defensive end. He's been a good defender since he came in the league. Obviously, he's gotten better as the years have gone on. But in this third year, I'm looking for him to really take on the challenge of guarding the opposing wing's best player or the opposing team's best wing. Without Reggie Bullock in the starting lineup, that job is now his because it's definitely not Fournier's and you need Randall to play offense. So can RJ guard these 6'9 wings? Can he guard... I'm not even going to say guard KD because no one can, but can he guard Jimmy Butler? Can he guard Kawhi Leonard? And hold them to a reasonable amount. That's really going to be a test for them because if he can't, man, there's a big hole in this defense now because Fournier is not a defender. Kemba's good, but his size limits what he can do. And Julius Randle, we need him scoring on the other end. So if he's not locking up or at least doing a good job of defending these other star wings, it could be a rough year for the Knicks. All in all, man, this Knicks team excites me, man. They got a Good core of young players mixed with some veterans. And they got some other rookies that I'm going to be looking for. Deuce McBride especially. Deuce McBride I think can be a problem. And he is Tibbs' guy through and through. You could tell by the archetype of how this guy plays. West Virginia product so you know he was pressing all day. He's coming into camp in his shape. He loves to play defense. He's going to crack this rotation. It only takes an injury. You know Kemba Walker and D. Rose are both old in age. So they're not going to be playing every night. Emmanuel quickly is there as well, but he's the next man up on that depth chart. So I expect him to see him get some run throughout this year. Watch, you heard it here first. Deuce McBride is going to be, he's going to have some highlights. I'm not, I'm not, I can't go too far yet. You know, all I've seen is summer league in college and that doesn't always translate, but I feel pretty confident about this kid. Um, all in all, I, I'm looking for the Knicks to finish around sixth, seventh seed. You might be like, what? They finished four seed last year, but last year was a weird year. I mean, it's a pandemic season, not a full schedule. Knicks got hot at the right time, which is good. But the East beefed up. Boston is better. Indiana is even a little better. I think that's slept on. Um, Charlotte's going to be better. Chicago is a whole lot better. So we're going to have to see how things shake out, but... I still like this bunch, and I'm still excited to watch my New York Knicks. I know you are, too, if you've made it to this point in the podcast. Yes, I know it's a short one, but it's just a check-in, man. I'm excited for this new season. I'm excited. It's one half of the hoop plug. It's not the full podcast, so I'm not giving y'all a full episode. I'm going to save that till my boy Faraz joins us. But I know there's been a hot question. I've been getting DMs, texts, people asking, where's the plug been? Just know the plug will be back very soon, man. There's a lot of things happening in his life, dang, for me and my boy Faraz both. So 
just know we love being on wax and making these podcasts for y'all and if y'all keep supporting we're gonna keep making them so with that said man it's the plug peace